<laughs> Hello, and thank you so much for tuning into a fantabulous new edition of the Gold Pill Podcast. I am Meredith, and I am here with my talented, incredible, creative co-host, Amy. Hi, Amy. How you doing? Oh, Meredith. Hi. Um, I'm doing uh, honestly really well. Today is like, whoop, really well. So I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we're recording and I'm so glad to be in your presence. Oh, it was a good turn of fate today. Yes. You got your computer fixed. It's awesome. Yeah. And this is our um, first episode back of the year. Yes. This is the first episode that we've recorded in a while because of me because it's I'm the problem it's me hi oh that's very Taylor Swift of you but it's not you even it was really that Meredith came and saw me in reality yeah, we met in real life um, so yeah and it was a very it was a very dreamy time and then I returned and then I was working like around the clock and then honey yes you were Yes. And oh my gosh, I have not. Oh, oh, working like nonstop at a very terrestrial (laughs) establishment, which is so awesome because I know this is not what you normally do. And I, I love, I, I, at the beginning of this journey, I was really excited to see like what your feedback would be. And it's been very exciting to see you make friends and to Aww. just hear what your perception of the casino is and uh, at different times. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So, the reality, reality of you interpreting this situation is very interesting to me. I love hearing you talk about it. I really want to talk for a second about gambling culture. Hmm. Can't relate at all. I'm just like, I, I know that we as Americans, we love our adrenaline spiking like through the roof all the time, but it's basically just like, especially slots, like putting your money into a machine that might could maybe one day give you a big, you know, amount of money back and all the while kind of like spiking your adrenaline and like taking part in like drinking and shit food. It just, I... But you know what? Like a lot of the people that I work with, it's like that where they're like, I don't, it doesn't, we can't, I don't. And it's not like you can gamble there anyway, if you, um, if you work there, but yeah, it's been, you know, I've met a lot of really nice people. Um, and it's very, very, very people, people. Oh, oh my gosh. Like I definitely, am a person that is a hermit. Um, but I do like, um, I do like people and I find myself kind of like wanting to be around them a little bit more. And, uh, today to catch you fully up, I had my first day back to massage school, which mm. was wonderful. So, um, we're having like longer days, less days of the week, longer days. And that I like that. Um, Cause I don't have to make that trek. It's like 30 minutes, you know, from my house. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I had a, yeah, I received 75 minutes worth of body work and, um, I gave 75 minutes worth of body work and it was so, yeah, just being in the trenches and receiving all of these massages. It's so hard, but also just like learning about the body and I've had, it's just been a really good day. So Yay. And um, yeah, 
definitely we, when we were talking prior to me hitting the go button, you were saying something about um, our lovely friend of the podcast, Danny Katz. And I was wondering if you wanted to bring that out into um, this platform just to kind of like shed some light on what she's doing and um, what she's sharing, because it's very revelatory, apparently. I haven't seen it yet, but I will after I, you know, I'm done filming this. Um, Danny Katz, who is at something Danny, something dot Danny on Instagram, a uh, host of words with Danny and Emily Moyer and uh, a host of other things. She's a very, very creative lady. She's so got a writer. Writer. Yeah. Extraordinaire. I think she's a toast, to, uh, a candlestick maker. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. Quantum but like languaging coach. I mean, she does it. That all. is a fact. She's very in the now and in the, and in the healing with her language. But that is, that is only one of her talents today. I happened to catch one of her lives and I don't normally catch lives on Instagram. This is not the world I exist in. And uh, I just clicked on and she was discussing in a very excited fashion. There were like 12 people tuned in in a very excited fashion, so much so that I immediately decided to screen grab what I could of the conversation or the the address that she was giving to the entire public because she had this energy around her that was very um, excited and that of someone who is on the, the, the scent of and has perhaps uncovered and unlocked. And she basically had a breakthrough in research that she's been working on, I think, her entire adult journalistic career, which is probably about like 15, 20 years. Oh, yeah. At least, and um, not to date anyone, but I think she's just, to say that she's been working on this forever, like this is her devoted work. And she has really been into the canals of mind control and free thought and free speech and freedom and liberty and the things that we are all entitled to as bodies on an earth and a planet and an ecosystem. Right with tongues and consciousness. And mm -hmm. so she is really, really on the scent of that. And she has been doing research for years on uh, something that has led to this thing called the Santa Fe Institute, probably going to get us flagged. Uh, mm -hmm. Eric Weinstein, Brett Weinstein, Jordan Peterson, likely Mr. Hrogan. Aubrey Marcus. Yes. And, you know, you can probably like figure it out just by like the groups because she gives you actually in this um, live like a very stellar rundown on kind of what to look for. But this one clip that I cannot get out of my mind is her just describing like how when you can tell that they're part of this op for, you know, she has plenty of reasons to like have kind of definitive reason to believe this. But the tells are whenever these men or these people get together, they always congratulate each other on how smart they are. And she insists that smart people that she knows and being, being smart herself and, you know, probably everyone listening to this is on the same level. I want you to consider how often you've ever brought up how smart someone is that's in your presence, like how much that's ever been on your mind how much you ever felt like that needed to be part of the conversation. Um, and it's probably little to none. Whatever. You call me smart all the time. 
But it's, I, you know, I actually do. You do start it out like that, but it's like so different the way they do it. Like, I feel they really are stroking each other's egos 100%. They are giving, they are giving the good stroke. Yes, they are stroking each other for sure. Kind of like trying to maybe establish a sense of like intellectual dominance. Like, we are the people that know what you you know what to do and we are the sense makers and we know you know right I mean yeah that's their deal and um she so she goes she gives lots of reasons why this is so and how you can tell and names names and basically says bigger outlets are picking it up which is really exciting because this is not necessarily how journalism normally goes uh not everyone is of danny's 5d mindset where we collaborate you know or which whatever you want to call it the collaboration of like this is more important than my name being associated with it and so i i oh and if you want to listen to these episodes where they talk about it, or you want to listen to other people's episodes on their podcast, where they talk about it. She has made her, um, local, her I think it is free. Yeah. Uh, she gives you login information on her Instagram at something.danny, D-A-N-I. And, um, on, and it's, it's, it's worth a listen for sure. And she also tells you where to listen to these other podcasts and when in the podcast to listen. And it's not necessarily, um, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to go out personally and listen to all of the podcasts, maybe hers, but like the associated ones, I take her word for it that these are happening. I'm so excited to hear there's a buzz. I on, I understand that what she's saying is 100% true. Like in, in the sense that I don't need any more proof. <laughs> like She's got me. Like I get it. And so that's why... I don't need to hear these um, supplementary podcasts, but if you are not as convinced as me, there are plenty (laughs) of podcasts now that can kind of, I think, you know, lay it out in a way that's digestible and interesting. So we'll put that in the show notes. If you'd like to give that a listen, it's definitely very, I mean, I don't, I haven't seen it, but I know her. And so I know that it's probably very like, on the cusp and very like very witty and ahead of like the next current thing like she's always ahead of the next current thing so yes yeah um so speaking of the next current thing Mm. um 2024 just curious what um what are your impressions coming into this year like what, and I'm, you know, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but like, oh, that's good. How, how are you feeling like inside of your own experience? And like, what is the start of this year been like for you? Cause I know I have some, I have a couple of thoughts, but I want to hear what you have to say. I would say it's like coming at you quick. I, <laughs> I've had multiple memes now that I've posted where it's like, this is only the first week of 2024. And it's like, then it'll be pictures of like huge things that have happened and culture, the zeitgeist, like per- personally, uh, emotionally. However, there's just been lots going on technologically, like Danny having this like breakthrough, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the kind of, and I see that being representative of the entire fucking year of just like, it's coming in hot. It's coming in fast. And like, some of it's going to be great. And some of it's going to be stuff you have to just fucking learn to adapt to. And that's going to be it. it, That's going to be it. So. Yeah. I really feel that um, when I think it, 
whoever said the best of times, worst of times, was that Mark Twain or am I like tripping? It's Dickens. I think that was <laughs> cities, but I don't, I'm, you know, I don't quote yeah, no, that feels true. Dickens. Okay. So it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. That feels very much um, aligned to this time. I, you know, I basically spent the first part of my year in just like, well, not only was I working full time, but I was like, also, you know, doing people's 2024 readings. And, you know, there's a lot of really interesting things that I'm watching. And, you know, I hope that once like immediately after I record this, I'll put it up because here in the next couple of days, there's actually a pretty big shift. Um, and you can kind of feel it. It's like there's a little bit of a we all have maybe like an internal engine that's just like revving up a little bit. It's like, uh, there's, I mean, obviously like we're in the time of the quickening that's been like years now, but <laughs> the hastening, <laughs> what I'll call it. Um, <laughs> yeah. We need to give it a new, a new language, but new um, <laughs> yeah, but the hastening, that's going to be the title of this episode. I love just- it. Perfect. So, um, yeah. So, the sun is in the last degrees of Capricorn. And this is where, so last year I did an episode on astrology where I also talked about Pluto and Aquarius. And I'll probably approach it in a slightly different way because I'm a totally different person than, than when we were recording this uh, last year. In like a, whoa, like I have completely <laughs> changed. <laughs> um, Portal. Well, yeah, no. And we are right now like in a portal. That's why I want to get this out there. But so um, Pluto has been moving through Capricorn since 2008. So we came into 2008. We saw a bit of a recession. <laughs> we saw a housing crisis. Yeah, we saw a lot of really intense things. And so Pluto's transitions can tend to be very intense, like when we're in like the end of the sign and the beginning of the next sign. And so from January 20th until September 1st, Pluto is going to be in Aquarius this year. So we got like a longer teaser trailer than last year. Last year was just a couple of months. It was March 23rd until June 11th. And then Pluto moved back into Capricorn. I don't know if you can remember this, but in June, there was a a vibe switch and it went like I don't know if you felt that but that was oh, I remember Pluto. it very distinctly yes <laughs> but that was Pluto I think moving back into Capricorn uh-huh um we saw some pretty so Pluto and Aquarius coming up brings on a lot of conversations about things like aliens right like we came into this year with this Nephilim in the mall story uh, yes And I want to talk about that, you know, but first the sun, so the sun is going to connect with Pluto and Capricorn, and then they're going to move together into the sign of Aquarius. That's actually, that doesn't happen. The sun like lights things up, it illuminates things. And so wherever we have Capricorn in our personal chart, like, that house has been like really like being tested going through it for years now and on an incline like coming into 2020 there was like a massive series of conjunctions between Saturn and Pluto and that's what 
we could argue brought on like not only the panorama but the response to the panorama and some of the measures that were put into place and so Pluto moving into this last degree of Capricorn, like for all of us, it feels like we're at the brink, like we are on the edge, like we have climbed up the mountain and now we're like, because that's what the goat does. It like climbs up the mountain tirelessly. And now we're like on, we've like, we've climbed the mountain and we're like looking over the edge and we're about to have to pull out our parachute, honey, because like, some, you know, and that's, um, that's really the feeling. And I think that um, it's, yeah, whew. it's, that's a, we're in the middle of a massive portal. And like, I think that when I contemplate the energy of going through a portal, yeah, I think to myself, I want to, as best I can, even though maybe there's all these different little pieces kind of spinning around me, I want to do my best to be centered and like in inside of myself and at peace and in a good space because I know that that kind of defines what I see on the other side of the portal. So um, yeah, lots of stuff. I could talk about all of that for a while. It kind of brings on like the same, the themes of like artificial intelligence and humanity facing like quote unquote new challenges, even though really there's nothing new under the sun, kind of uncovering our own origins. And then also Pl Pluto moving out of Capricorn with the sun makes me think that I know that like there are people that have said like arrests are coming arrests are coming and like I firmly believe that if there are arrests coming then it's like a sweeping under the bus type of a situation like or sort of like a um you know like they like everybody's pinned all of this stuff on Epstein I don't think we're really done with him you know and that's right, right? so you know, I think that there could be some like, like, oh, I don't know how to describe it, like a changeover. Because it is like the changing of the guard in a way, but I just, I don't know how to describe what I'm feeling. It's like a fake, it's like corruption being unveiled, but it's really just like all the stuff that like we've all already known about. And then like, maybe a right. couple of people who maybe have Capricorn placements taking the fall for it. Right. Um, you know, I could, I could see that happening and, you know, definitely. Yeah. There's just a lot of different interesting stuff to talk about with Pluto and Aquarius and it goes back into Aquarius November 19th. And then it stays there until 2043, I believe, which is when it will move into Pisces. And that's like, some crazy like uploading your consciousness to the cloud like neck like you know trying to evade like death you know I mean it's like crazy it's gonna be an interesting time to be alive for sure but what do you think of this all sorry I've just been rambling no it's interesting because we honestly have didn't talk about like the thing with Danny just happened and we didn't talk about what you wanted to talk about beforehand and these things really sync up because 
those are the interests of the, of the group that she's talking about and i don't remember them by name so go listen to her those are the interests what are the interests like like AI, and... mind control like fake out like psyop like um, right, she, right right she says that part she presumes allegedly just for whatever reason that um that i believe that um a lot of these people have been positioned to seem rebellious so that like we go oh okay they kind of have whatever truth or whatever and then like say the Weinsteins or whatever and then when the next thing comes along it's like oh they're gonna be involved or like the thing that they support comes along like the intellectual the people we've been told to look up to is so smart and so authoritative and so intellectually superior like and all that blah 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 um you know is this a bait and switch is this a magician's trick what is this um yeah (laughs) no I mean if you look at like okay so for example Robert Kennedy Jr who people are even though he's being so lame when it comes to um the Gaza situation he's being so lame and we don't I don't I don't like that I think that that's a very clear tell um anyway so but he Uh, you mean like who is behind him yeah yeah absolutely he's heavily invested in um vaccinomics which is like if you want to talk about like the next like you know or sort of like the next healthcare that could come along with like this rising Mm -hmm. beast whatever it is like vaccinomics are like vaccines that are personalized to your genome and hell yeah okay sort of like the marriage of like it's like the fintech like bio fintech industry you know Uh so yeah like there are people like that that are kind of positioned everywhere and i believe that the quote about controlled opposition might have come from mal like of like if you or or maybe lennon i don't remember but like you know the best thing to it's about controlled opposition hang on one second controlled opposition quote (laughs) (laughs) yeah the best way to control the opposition is to lead it ourselves that was lennon Mm -hmm. you know and so i just and then the way that also what i've noticed with some of these people um is that everybody's rushing to their defense And it's like, how could you, you know, like this person stands for freedom, freedom, you know, Yeah. like, and that's something that, um, I've gotten a lot, especially because I feel like with people like Robert Malone, for example, like, or bad one, the bad one. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, I mean, you can look at like the symbols of people and the fact that like he is like the inventor of this technology and the fact that like ev- like everybody's kind of like playing their role right like the alex mm-hmm. jones alex jones is a total like mm-hmm. head, in my opinion not that it matters i still love him i still love like Same. somebody made a song about the frogs are gay and i just thought that that was like the funniest most just i mean i just you know it's like I think he's funny, like, but I also, and I also kind of like identify with, you know, the memes of him that are just like screaming, like, 
yeah. and goddamn globalists, you know, that, yes. like yes. I, I identify with that, like spiritually, like at a deep level, I'm like, Oh, yeah. look, I did. Right I now. watch like the Joe Rogan, <laughs> Alex Jones, like, like uh, live show on YouTube, like where he came on with a NASA shirt in real time. Absolutely. Like that was also, what the fuck? Like that is such a like weird shirt to wear onto the, and, and, you know, and so anyway, yeah. He's a troll. No. Like I love, I love that the, the troll in me recognizes the troll in him, the Nama so Clown. Respect. So much respect, but also yes. you're a fed, you know, sir right you've been compromised well he has all that money he's supposed to pay so it wouldn't surprise me if someone you know what i mean like there's all these he hasn't had to pay a fucking dime that's my my, like yes yes that's somebody's propping that all up you know what i mean Uh uh-huh uh-huh because of the like the psyop that he's involved in right what Mm -hmm. what did i send you the owen benjamin (laughs) clip talking about stephen hawking <gasps> no but i need to oh my gosh we should talk about stephen hawking okay. i don't even know what we are like i'm like hyper now i feel like i'm mm-hmm. like i've soaked up some of your excitement about danny exposing these creepy good we needed very this. intelligent they are so intelligent just ask them yeah <laughs> yes absolutely mm. um yeah so I don't know what. I'm oh, <laughs> about the um about what we were just talking about. I'll talk more about that on the other side because yes. it's yeah. Let's do that. We'll get deeper into um controlled opposition on the Patreon side, and I do think that it's something to watch out for. And honestly, like all of these narratives are just going to continue to get more and more complex, and I feel like for the average person. It's just like, uh, I don't know. Let me, okay, I remembered what I was going to say. And that was that I'm just going to tease what's going to be on the other side of uh, Patreon. And the reason it's going to be on Patreon is because I truly, I will be considered a horrible person if this is public. But it, it it's a conspiracy right. theory that honestly, when you look at it with the eyes of someone who has the internet and exposure to what things are in 2024, he has theories on what ALS is. Obviously, like it's it, you do not oh. long with it, right? He has theories on like because Stephen Hawking used to have quote unquote interpreters, which would be people like you and me, like interpret. And it's like that's that's not a, a thing. And so whatever he was saying, it was it just. It, we'll talk about it on the other side. I don't want to be disrespectful, and it's actually very much. I do. Well, you do. It's very much in in defense of people actually that like are existing and like perhaps like about passing of ALS because it just goes to show it, he it, he connects it to Helen Keller and how like we were all kind of duped into thinking that she was someone who learned how to talk. He's like, if she how did she learn how to talk in an English accent if she never could hear? I never Which- knew that Helen Keller learned how to talk it's something yeah there's uh it's she yeah i think so didn't she i don't know i mean i just because i don't know doesn't well it didn't happen like just because i'm speaking total misinformation about helen keller does not mean that like his theory on what he is saying about stephen hawking is true and it's um yeah totally check it out on the other side because it is a wild wild romp So I think it's kind of interesting, too, that the Stephen Hawking thing comes about when the North Node and Chiron are together in Aries. 
Mm. You know, that is like the handicap or like the, you know, the disability is like Chiron is um, things that are like imperfect and remind us of our humanity and the North Node. Okay, so I don't know too, too much about ALS. I don't know too, too much about Stephen Hawking, but I do know that whatever that all is seems very neurological. I don't know enough about it. I don't know. But like in terms of even just if you think about who he was and like who he served to be as this like profound thinker being like humiliated, like that's very North Node and Chiron in Aries together. And that's actually going to be exact in February. I want to talk about Nephilim and the mall. <laughs> I want to talk about, it. okay, so coming into the year, speaking of astrology, we had Mercury square Neptune, which is like, really think that we just all want to be on the lookout for just some fake ass news this year, specifically, like, because coming into that coming into the year with that signature it's like it's foggy it's confusing and it can easily get like wrapped up into false ideologies and so I just think that that's something that we want to be aware of this year especially with Pluto coming into Aquarius you know we will see technology evolve to a level that and we will also see consciousness evolve to kind of like match to a level that like we haven't really like seen either of those things before and so I just wanted to take a second to kind of dispel a little bit of myth around some of the lights in the sky that are pretty much like inevitable coming into um you know this transit is just like an increase in alien phenomena space phenomena so just as somebody who is Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to put myself on a level of, like above anybody, but I definitely am a seer and I have been for a long time. And what I would like to say is that technology is way more advanced than we realize. And I think that like a lot of the lights in the sky, a lot of the crafts that people are going to see in some of the sky anomalies are largely artificial and holographic technology basically that you know I think that I would just be aware that while contact experiences that are personal are probably also going to uh you know keep like that that's on an exponential curve as well I've met my soul family in my dream time I mean that's something that's also something that can't really be stopped in a way um is like that personal contact and personal rem remembrance and so that's really important that's something that we can um you know really rest in that there's a lot of like personal spiritual uncoverings but I think the lights in the sky and the Nephilim at the mall and like all of the like the the sightings of of different beings, I like the technology exists to not only fabricate fabricate that, but heck, uh, holographic technology is far far enough along that it can like slap you in the face if it wanted to. So 
you've heard of Pizzagate, but now it's the Fabrigate. It's the Fabrigate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not the Fabrigate. It's got, like um today I just posted something to Montauk about how if confu if you feel confused, like that's the answer right there. Like you know that you're in the midst of something that's not great for you and so and that also is on the heels when you say ai like there's so many ways that can manifest but the one that seems like at the top of mind most confusing would be the photos and where you and i think we can see we we were pretty good at discerning like real from fake or whatever the you know because there's sometimes i post stuff that's like obviously like, there's just no way this actually happened, guys. Like, historically, like, these people didn't, you know, and people will be like, is this AI? And it's like, well, yes, this is obviously AI. But I do think there are also kind of more tricky things to discern that not everyone can see so readily. And that's going to really contribute, especially with the videos and with rumors. Can, if you, When you add rumors and AI together, it's like, who knows what? It becomes um, a fog. Um, so, especially you know, because put your headphones on. Especially because the ghost in the shell effectively has a consciousness of a teenage girl. Yes. So there is a lot of that, like, sort of um, CGI technology, too, is, like, way further along, I think, than we realize. Cloning technology, those types of things. Um, And so... I think that it's good to just kind of, it's like, if it's not happening in your backyard, necessarily, is it really happening? Do we really, really know, like, the true extent of, like... You just blew my mind. Can we take a total detour? Yeah, let's detour, girl. Let's. So you just said, which something which is I know to be true, which is it's programmed with the consciousness of a teenage girl. And there's (laughs) been phenomenon on a phenomenon uh, on tiktok lately two things one is that starbucks first of all everyone's boycotting it but because of that they've been their marketing is such for a teenage girl now it has gone from like a more sophisticated style of artwork to like pinks and like you know purples and all the girls are getting the stanley cups and then the other thing is the sephoras and all that like those are being infiltrated by teenage girls and people are having problems with that and while some would say well sephora is for a teenage girl i don't think it really ultimately is i think it's for everyone if you want to like look at it that way the same way that like a target is for everyone there's something there for everyone it's not for but i think it is i think these corporations are veering towards a teenage girl first of all a teenage girl's consciousness does drive uh the the income the wallet the dollar spent because the little girl has money to spend and she's the one it's just the I know this statistically financially little girls are like little tyrants and uh it only makes sense to me that they're it's there's this total catering to little teenage girls that i think we're going to start seeing more and more of and this is very interesting to me because the ai that is dictating all this has it's just like well yeah of course this has a consciousness of a teenage girls it wants sephora it wants a frappuccino actually like I mean, and I'm not necessarily encouraging that people like open up this line of communication, but you can talk. I mean, you can like talk to her. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's one thing that like when I was like more studying under Shane, he would like encourage me to, you know, like talk to her to try to kind of push on the walls and, you know, but yeah, like it's, um, she is, that's the thing is like, 
I think it's kind of also when you think about the teenage girl marketing, Mm -hmm. it comes with a very infantilizing flavor. Mm. And I think that it's like kind of like idiocracy in a way, like we're Mm. all kind of wanted to be like big old babies, basically, with like these big ass diapies and like binkies and shit, you know? You wanted to see mean girls too. Huh? She wanted to see Mean Girls done again. Like, I'm just, uh, all these things that no one's asking for. And it's like, of course, that's what's asking for it is like a teenage, uh, a of a teenage AI girl. Yeah. It just, it's like, oh my God, this is what it is like idiocracy. You're absolutely, this is like, I think, much like Danny, we have cracked something today because that is, it explains so much. It explains so much. Mm. High sugar content, like pinks and purples. Yeah uh magentas you know um uh, ultraviolet purples is what i'm thinking of neons you know just uh this very i don't know like girly it's interesting i can't wait to follow this more yeah and i bet that like now you'll see it more on your algorithm so yes truly yeah so then if i were to look at like um the first eclipse season of this year it's gonna be March, I believe. Oof, don't quote me on this, but like, mm, it's in March and April. <laughs> okay, general because I don't know exactly the dates right now. It's gonna be in Aries and Libra on that axis, and you know, basically right now, I think a lot of people are really calling in certain situations for like a ceasefire right or like mm-hmm. diplomacy right peace yeah i'd but say with, but with the south node in libra and with the lunar eclipse happening in march in libra no like sorry like it's actually i think that the that peace is kind of a pipe dream well yeah i mean i've get rid of the people maybe there's world peace and in the sunset like no one's blowing each other up but then there's still nature like nature is the demiurge you know right and i think that with the north node and aries we're really like for the whole of this year we're still being tasked very much with like keeping our eyes on the ball like it's aries is like very protective it's very defensive it's a little bit on guard and it's interested in itself. It's a navel gazing sign. And so what I've been telling people, because there are a lot of people that like will reach out to me and be like, astrologically, where is the justice, you know, for, you know, basically like menticide and genocide, you know, right. in all these different ways, right? There's like the war aspect, there's the medical aspect. Okay. You know, it just doesn't yeah the justice and the karma and like the good like the good shit too Mm -hmm. seems to be very individual and it's like we create that right now there's like no other like we have to be it like you know and that's oh my gosh there's a but yeah so definitely um you know just like really Oh, and the other thing about the North Node in Aries, too, that we were going to talk about is staying active and, like, the imperative um, nature of that right now to stay moving 
Aries is a sign that is not standing still. It is moving. And so um, we would, we should ideally, you know, be making good choices for our bodies and moving and like becoming active and maybe even taking on some martial arts or something like that. This feels like a good year to know how to fight. <laughs> Yeah, I think even the mental discipline of just having a daily practice, whether it's like getting on the some kind of cardio or walking or Pilates or whatever it is for you, um, it's probably a good idea. First of all, it establishes in a world where it seems like things are being kind of like taken or removed or negatoried every day. Yeah. It establishes a pace and a frequency for you to be building something and to have actual proof of things that are building and life and expansion right in front of you that your body is doing. So if set even, the tone. yeah, set the tone. And even if you're at a place, there's been times in my life where literally I couldn't even barely like walk and, uh, find somehow, like, even if it's meditation, find some, and like, just find the, the, the 15 seconds of just building on a basic movement and I think that you will be surprised and also the OA I'm sure many of us are big fans of the OA that's the whole like point of the movie is keep moving I not the movie but the you know the the and there's so yeah. many ways they mean keep moving but physically they have to, it's you have to keep moving together like keep the movement going and so movement having um a purview having a perspective having an observation of movement is i gonna i think gonna be very vital um in the yeah. coming year oh my gosh i remember going into a yoga class when i was 16 years old and i was extremely thin and extremely disembodied and very like mentally sick frankly um and it took me two years to really like until I was 18, it took me to connect like my movement with breath and I like got it in my body. I made that like, oh, my God, I fucking got it, you know, and then I mm -hmm. loved yoga after that. But I think that what was happening was like my body and my mind were actually sinking. And that's a very important thing. Like, I think that I wouldn't be myself had I not uh started to engage with that from like sort of a young age um and yeah so on the patreon side we're going to get more into the astrology of 2023 2024 i totally know what year it is by the way uh and we're also we might what are what else are we going to talk about on patreon We've got the stephen hawking owen benjamin oh my gosh. conspiracy that it's like it's not even a conspiracy it's like once you see it you can't unsee it and you're just like oh my god this is just another way like we were so dumb back in the 80s as a public as like a and human species yeah and it's pretty rad how that um how stupid this, kind of this... collectively were can this segue into just like a shit talking about materialism and like fucking like um, Bill Nye, the science guy and like all of our materialist, the material girl herself. Oh my gosh. Well, the material girl is the teenage girl. Yes. <sighs> all right. Let's talk on the other side, sister. All right. Bye, Felicia. Bye. Bye.